Welcome to Smart Poker Study, the podcast dedicated to helping you play more effectively, earn more money, and be 1% better every day. I'm your host, Sky Matsuhashi. In last week's episode number 271, I answered two of your burning questions about honing the ability of folding when you know your beats. It's poker study time, y'all. So hello and welcome to episode 272 of the Smart Poker Study Podcast. My name is Sky and I'll be your host for today. And I guess every other Smart Poker Study episode as well. And I do appreciate you spending a little bit of your study time, your podcasting time. Maybe you're taking the dog for a walk, doing laundry, cooking dinner, uh, commuting in the car, whatever it is. Thank you for giving me a little bit of that uh, 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 time of yours. So please subscribe in your podcasting app because this is the place to grow your skills with practical tips, advice, and action steps because action is the greatest teacher. Now, today I'm discussing the mental side of poker with a little bit of help from Brad Pitt and his movie Ad Astra. But before we get to that, I want to take a little second to uh, let you know that the Smart Poker Study podcast is brought to you by ThePokerForge.com. This is my official poker training membership site. So Forge members get access to a growing library of strategy videos and resources that cover everything you need to become a winning poker player. There is a different theme every single month uh, with at least eight videos in the month geared to turning you into the poker player you want to be surrounding that theme. And this month, we are diving deep into plugging poker leaks. Now, poker leaks are actions that you continually make that keep costing you money. And this month, I am teaching you how to find and how to fix various leaks. So thepokerforge.com is the place to be for serious poker players. It's a no-brainer. It's like holding pocket aces and not folding preflop. So visit thepokerforge.com to check it out and join today. Alrighty, let's get to the movie Ad Astra. Please visit the show notes page for everything I discussed today at www.smartpokerstudy.com slash pod272. And on that page, you can sign up for the weekly boost for exclusive poker strategy and offers direct to your inbox. Let's roll. Gambate! And now for our feature presentation. So Ad Astra means to the stars. Now, this is a movie about an astronaut named Roy McBride, played by Brad Pitt. It's set in the, it's like the not-too-distant future, but it's a future in which we've already sent a manned spacecraft all the way out to Neptune with the goal of contacting alien life. There's also a colony already on Mars and a colony on the moon as well. Now, you might be thinking, Sky, what does a sci-fi movie have to do with poker? And maybe you've already seen Ad Astra, and you're thinking, like, there's no poker in that movie. What you talk about, Sky? Well, yes, it's true. There isn't any poker in the movie. But what I found interesting was the psychological evaluation that Roy McBride had to go through before any kind of space travel or any kind of spacewalking mission. The beginning of the movie starts with Roy completing a psych evaluation in which he details his mental state with an AI psychologist, not a person-to-person thing. You know, this is in the future. AI is a little bit more advanced there. So here's what Roy says in the movie. I'm calm, steady, I slept well, 8.2 hours, no bad dreams. I am ready to go, ready to do my job to the best of my abilities. I am focused only on the essential to the exclusion of all else. I will make only pragmatic decisions. 
I will not allow myself to be distracted. I will not allow my mind to linger on that which is unimportant. I will not rely on anyone or anything. I will not be vulnerable to mistakes. Resting BPM 47. Submit. Your psychological evaluation has been approved. As a reminder, please perform medication. So when I heard this, my ears immediately perked up because everything he was saying was about being prepared for a mentally difficult and stressful activity. So I'm sure you can see how this probably relates to poker sessions. We must strive to be just as mentally prepared before we play poker. The ability to remain calm and collected through the session and stay in A-game mindset is critical to success on the felt. Now, you want to calmly weather the storm of bad beats, the suckouts, the maniacs, the terrible cards, the crazy plays your opponents make. All of that kind of stuff, it's inevitable when you play poker. Now, throughout the movie, Roy, uh, he demonstrates like a super cool and calm demeanor, no matter how dangerous or stressful the situation is that he's currently in. Now, this next part is kind of a spoiler because I'm going to talk about some like four really stressful things that happened in the movie. And they're kind of like uh, just important parts of the movie, right? So skip ahead like two minutes if you don't want to be spoiled on this movie. So these four instances that I'm going to talk about, super stressful, dangerous, life-on-the-line kind of times. But Roy remained calm and almost zen-like, right? So the first one was he's spacewalking in low orbit on a huge antenna, and the, the antenna's blowing up and falling apart around him. He calmly completes his task and then falls away from the antenna towards Earth from miles up, and then he deploys his parachute, and he safely lands like it ain't no thing. The second super stressful thing that he stays calm through, he's on the moon, traveling from the moon base to a secure military site, and he's attacked by moon pirates. <laughs> now, I know it sounds kind of absurd, moon pirates, right? But if you could just imagine, if there really was an outpost or people living on the moon, uh, there's a fight for resources, right? There's a big lack of water and air up there. And fresh metal parts and screws and nuts and bolts, you know, all that kind of stuff, right? Because of that, people occasionally raid other settlements. So the moon rovers that he's a part of this convoy, they're blowing up. The commander of his convoy gets shot and killed. Roy pushes the dead commander out of the rover, takes over driving while he's still being shot out by moon pirates. He radios into command to apprise them of the situation. And he does this with another passenger in the car with him, right? The whole time he's staying nice and calm. His voice is nice and even. He's not free freaking out. He knows his business and he knows what he has to do. And then he handles it. The third situation is Roy's trying to infiltrate a ship that's traveling to Neptune because they grounded him, but he wants to still complete his mission. Uh, he enters the ship just as it's blasting off. And then he kind of easily, not easily, but I mean, uh, uh, expertly subdues the crew. Again, nice and calm and collected, and he radios into command to let them know what he's done, uh, and then he just continues on his mission, right? The fourth thing, uh, the last super stressful thing, is seeing his father who's still alive. Now, his dad doesn't want to leave Neptune, the orbit of Neptune, and commits suicide and almost takes Roy with him. 
Now, Roy ends up being stuck miles away from his ship on his father's ship, and he needs you to get back to his own ship to return to Earth by riding a nuclear explosions blast wave, right? Again, he's super calm the whole time, almost kind of robotically knowing what his mission is, what he needs to do, and then he goes about uh, accomplishing the steps to get it done, right? He doesn't let the fear of being billions of miles from Earth and from help cause him to freak out at all. Now, of course, playing poker isn't as stressful nor as dangerous as anything involving space and the kinds of things that Roy went through. But I think we can learn a lot from Roy's pre-mission mental state and the psych eval that he goes through. So what I want to do now is break down every line of Roy's psychological evaluation and discuss how I think it applies to a perfect pre-session poker mindset. I'm calm, steady. I slept well, 8.2 hours, no bad dreams. This is telling me that, basically, we should be well-rested before tackling stressful situations, like playing a poker session where we have money on the line. Of course, Roy, with his life on the line, needs to be as well-rested and focused as possible uh, to be on any kind of mission in space, right? There's very little room for error in space. For us on the felt, eh, mistakes aren't the end of the world. But... We, of course, benefit from plenty of rest, and our thinking and decision-making abilities are enhanced when we're well-rested. I am ready to go, ready to do my job to the best of my abilities. This is exactly how we should be. Poker's a fun game, and for most of us, it's not our job. But if we want to succeed at it, if we want to take our opponent's money and leave the table a winner more often than not, we need to be ready to play our best. I am focused only on the essential to the exclusion of all else. So what is essential for poker players to do before our session begins? Besides everything else that I'm discussing in this podcast and on this list, you know, covering Roy's uh, uh, psych eval, we want to practice profitable table selection. And we should also have a strategy to practice during the session, like improving our c-bets or using HUD stats or folding when we know we're a beat. And of course, we must be prepared to utilize all the information available to make better decisions than our opponents do so that we can earn their chips. I will make only pragmatic decisions. Now, the definition of pragmatic is dealing with things sensibly and realistically in a way that is based on practical rather than theoretical considerations. Now, I take this line to mean that my goal for the session is to have a reason behind every play I make, and I should see signs that I will achieve what I want with my actions, whether I'm betting, raising, or calling, or even checking, I guess. I will not allow myself to be distracted. It's critical that we ditch all distractions before we play our sessions. Uh, some common ones, of course, and you know what they are for you, right? Like Netflix, emails, training videos, texting with friends, Twitter, Sports Center. Those all pull our attention away from the task at hand. I will not allow my mind to linger on that which is unimportant. I really like this line because we're often results-oriented, and we dwell on lost pause or mistakes made. Now, it's critical that we only think about the things we can control. What's already happened on the prior hand or ten hands ago, that can't be changed, and dwelling on it only serves to take our focus away from what matters right now, which is playing the next hand to the best of our abilities. So what if your pocket aces just lost a full stack to Jack-10 offsuit? That shouldn't have any bearing on the next hand you play. Of course, I know this is easier said than done, but if we start our session with the idea that we will let bad results go, then it may be a little bit easier to do. I will not rely on anyone or anything. 
I kind of interpret this line to mean that whatever happens in the session is my own doing. I am not a victim and nobody is in control of the way I play my cards other than me. I'm responsible for my own results, my wins, my losses, my mistakes, my killer awesome exploits that I make. All of it I'm responsible for. I will not be vulnerable to mistakes. This is something that still trips me up, I'll be honest. I replay mistakes in my mind and I get down on myself for making that mistake. Now when this happens, my play in subsequent hands starts to suffer and then I'm in a downward spiral of bad play and a worsening mental state. I'm better off just tagging the hand and studying it later to learn from my mistakes, not dwelling on them right now. Resting BPM 47. Submit. Your psychological evaluation has been approved. As a reminder, please... Now this final line is a great reminder to me that I should strive to remain calm and collected at the poker table. As soon as my heart starts beating or I start to breathe heavy, that's a sign that I'm under a little bit of stress. I need to take a deep breath, recite the action of the hand so that I can remember how I got there, and then try to make the best decision possible. And after the break, I'll give you a little action step so you can practice preparing better for your sessions. As you know, I love Poker Tracker 4, and now John Dowling... Paul Holinstead and Catherine Rolf are going to find out the benefits of this crazy good program because they purchased it through my affiliate link. They went to smartpokerstudy.com slash poker tracker four. They checked out what this program has to offer and they pulled the trigger on a purchase. And then after doing so, they sent me their email confirmation. And then in thanks for their support, I sent them my smart HUD for poker tracker four. And speaking of the smart HUD, Nanad Blazanic and John Dulé, they already had Poker Tracker 4, but they were missing out on the best HUD in the business. So they went to smartpokerstudy.com slash smarthud. They picked up the HUD for themselves, and then now they are using it on the felt to destroy their opponents. Thank you very much, Nanad and John. And lastly, Marco purchased Volume 2 of How to Study Poker. So he got this one going th- by going through the website. He picked up the PDF version of it. And uh, if you don't really know what Volume 2 is all about, I demonstrate everything from the first volume through 28 days of actual study that I completed. So you can follow along and study the exact same things I did or use how I studied the study methods that I show you in the book and use those to study your own themes and topics, whatever those may be, whatever you need to work on. So thank you, Marco. Alrighty, let's get to the action step. Do your next five warm-ups with Roy's pre-mission psych evaluation. Here it is again, tailored for us poker players. So I'm going to be reading it, not Roy reciting it. Here it is. I'm calm, steady, and well-rested. I'm ready to go. Ready to do my job to the best of my abilities. I am focused only on the essential to the exclusion of all else. I will make only pragmatic decisions. I will not allow myself to be distracted. I will not allow my mind to linger on that which is unimportant. I will not rely on anyone or anything. I will not be vulnerable to mistakes. I will remain calm and collected throughout my session. 
So as you recite this, feel for the truth behind each statement. If one isn't feeling true as you say it, then go ahead and make it so, right? If you say, I will not allow myself to be distracted, but you know that you will because you have Netflix open, you're watching SportsCenter at the same time, you have your phone next to you and you're texting Bob back and forth, right? Well, it's obviously not true. This statement isn't true for you. So freaking, you know, ditch the distractions and make it true. Now I challenge you to take action. Alrighty, make sure you visit smartpokerstudy.com slash pod 272 for the show notes and related links for this week's episode. I even have a YouTube clip of Brad Pitt reciting his psych evaluation to the AI psychologist. Thanks as always for listening, and I will be back next week with a brand new episode. If you enjoyed today's episode, I invite you to check out thepokerforge.com. This is the essential resource for any poker player at any stage of the game, especially if you want to plug your poker leagues, because that's what we're all about in January. There's a growing video library, tons of action steps, exclusive member-only discounts, perks, and resources, and a great active poker community. Check out thepokerforge.com today. And of course, my new podcast, Daily Poker Tips, is available. You can get it as an Alexa skill for any English-speaking Alexa user, and you can find it wherever you listen to podcasts. Until next time, study smart, play much, and make your next session the best one yet.